Hello, welcome to a brand new episode of Baffled. This is the podcast where we figure out once and for all if a fact is good and actually factable, like it says, or if it deserves to be chucked in a bin. Hello, my name's Dan. Welcome along. I've got three facts for you this week, as always. One is about how much money famous artists of history actually make. Uh, I've also got something about Whoopi Goldberg and how far tech has really come. So that's me. Connor is also here. Hello, Connor. Hello, boys. How are we? Yeah, good, mate. What facts have you got? Let's get straight to it. Well, so I've got a fact about human bones. I've also got another one about a pretty famous book, and this kind of blew my mind. And the final one, if you're into your video games, continue playing. There you go. And we've also got Mark. Mark, no time for waffle or niceties. Just what three facts have you got? Tease us. I care little for small talk. It's absolutely fine. I'll keep it quick and short for you. Pigs, Japan, Australia. There you go. (laughs) Makes quite the Thanksgiving dinner. Let's crack on. It's a brand new episode of Baffled. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. Okay, gents, can I come straight in with the opening little chat to this, okay? No, not no. Well, it depends... Tease what the opening chat's going to be, wh- whether I let you have this. It's about research, trust me. Well, no, you're not done in it. You're okay, what is it? Okay, so, gentlemen, I've um, I've been taking on board a lot of the feedback, predominantly from Dan, about my level of research, right? And I, I, I took it upon myself to bring this to the uh, family dinner table. And I said to my mum and dad, like, I just, I don't, I, you know, I just, I'm not really good at the research i'm not sure i'm doing enough and mum was like oh this goes way back to when you was at school you was always rubbish at research it always used to be written on your homeworks and your reports and it was always your downfall so there is the reason it's 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 a it's an ability you know and i'm i don't have the ability but this week i put myself out and i really really went for it i still don't think it's adequate but i tried my best you you would you would get a, a sticker from your teacher for this week saying good effort yeah so improved. it's and then the massive red pen would come out going must do better must do better must do better which is very good but and i you know if you're taking on board the feedback connor um, i appreciate that but i just being lazy is not an excuse here you can't be fundamentally lazy and just be like oh, i just don't know how to research it's something that you need to See, grow at. the thing. It doesn't come from a, uh, from a laziness because I love this podcast and I love everything about it. I'm just, I'm just not very good at the research. Like today is a perfect example. When, when I say the fact, I'll explain to you. It's just difficult. I find it hard to find what I need to find on Google sometimes. Do you understand what I mean? I get the idea that you are one of the world's best procrast- procrastinators as well. 
I'm very I, have good fe- at that. I have a feeling that you that you're the type of person who will start it, will do about a minute's worth. If you don't find it within the first two results on Google, you're like, oh, it's too hard. I'm just gonna go play some PS5. Well, yeah, I mean, I mean he's not got one, so it's distra- not that. Usually the distraction is gonna go try and buy the- a PS5. <laughs> Usually the distraction doesn't come in the way of games consoles, but it, it, it happens. I, I, I do spend time, you know, on these facts, but I struggle with it. But I think this week I've done better. So I just wanted to say I've taken on board what you've said and I'm working on a better me for Baffled. I'm, I'm preemptively proud of you. I'm going to withhold all of the pride for now, but preemptively it's coming your way. I'm I'm withdrawing 100% of the pride until you deliver a good fact, Connor, because what, like, you know, What's the point in petting a sheep that can't walk for running a marathon? It's not going to happen. So, Connor, what's your first fact? Okay, this is completely disgusting. So, the Gothic church that stands in Sedlik, which is near the quaint Czech Republic city of Kunta Hora. So, it looks really ordinary from the outside. It's a pretty normal church, okay? But as you head into the basement, you discover something that's kind of disgusting. It's the bones of thousands of humans that have been bleached and then they've ornately been carved, and now they completely cover everything in sight. The main reason why is that the church simply stacked the bones because they run out of room in the cemetery. So there's actual human bones that take up the walls and the arches of the basement of this church. Look on Google. It is disgusting. Actual skulls. That's like one of those things that is your worst nightmare. If like you buy a house, you move into it, and you never really looked in the wine cellar or in the basement that comes with it. So how posh do you sound? In the wine cellar or in the basement that comes with it, and you go down there and see that, and you're like, oh, I should not. Have, oh no! So this is, no, this, so is, this, is this, is, this is a mistake that I did not want. This is a creepy house. This is where people died. So this is where I then used my research and I went into well it because well I done. thought I thought that a question that Dan might ask, and I hope Dan's proud of me here, is. Why? Why, uh, why do they have to do this? Why, it's to why, do with the plague. Oh, uh, okay, good. Because I was... So, uh, well, that's good. I was thinking, uh, y- y- you know, rather horribly, there are many reasons why loads and loads of people died in East Europe over the last century. Um, so I was, yeah, I'm a bit sceptical about asking that question. So why have they got so many dead people there, Connor? So it was because of the plague. Apparently, it was said that there was about 30,000 different bodies at one stage that they had to basically put in the cemetery and I can't imagine there's much room for 30,000 bodies and then the big boss man come to this conclusion of course back in the time that the plague was here where this is probably acceptable can't imagine it's going to be okay now how did you know and, that that and, was the um that the king of the uh, Chechia was called the big boss man so we have kings uh, th- that's what I call him hers, big, they big have czars they're, they're big boss men there that's their official title well, well what I'm trying to do on this podcast is avoid pronouncing things or <laughs> attempting to on things that is I can't Is everyone going to be mate then? Is everyone going to be mate? That's it. There's not going to be a lot of words that Connor uses in this podcast yeah. now. We're now limited to seven words <laughs> well, that make you're up like all a Brit- of Connor's you're like a Brit- sentences. You're like a British person ordering food, like ordering tapas in Marbella. It's just everyone's mate. You can't even pronounce Jorge. Yeah, exactly. But even like if, if, if people listening right now was able to see Mark's face when I read this fact, when the word Sedlek... Czech Republic and Kunta Hora come out my mouth, there was laughter. So I'm not going to pronounce the guy's name, but yeah, this happened. But I do honestly push everybody to go and look at this on Google because it is actually quite chilling and very disturbing. Here's the question, though. 30,000 people died, right? 
and they were like, oh, we haven't got enough room for them. But what we do have is enough time <laughs> to bleach all their bones and have the bones and then put them and then carve them and then put them in the wall. That we've got time for. But to find room for 30,000, I haven't got time to go and have a look, to be honest. I mean, I could build a mass grave like most countries are doing, but you know what? That's time consuming. This time consuming and fun. I love the fact that they were allowed to do this then like you wouldn't get away imagine now if like Sadiq Khan the mayor of London or if Boris Johnson said you know that <laughs> sounds bad but oh we, we got all our bodies around let's make wallpaper with them you know you're never going to be allowed to do that nowadays whereas back then yeah let's just let's just cover the wall in it let's, let's make yeah, it makes sense make some, mate, nice, make some nice bling I think you could have a game with this you know you could almost like guess the bone you know like be like i wonder what that bone was part of but it's, it's one that no one's going to know the answer to it's a pointless oh, exactly, game it's it's pointless <laughs> guess the bone i think it's a femur oh uh, no one knows <laughs> so we'll give you the point His- love it. His- love it. histories of plague all around the world are pretty gruesome though like in in london they um they killed off like all the cats and all the dogs like slaughtered all of these animals and left the rats going around and it was the rats that ended up causing it um Awesome. Thank you very much, Connor. Mark, what's your first fact of the show? So I'm also going back in time, going back to the Middle Ages. And did you know that pigs can be tried for murder? So a pig from the Middle Ages was involved in a horrible murder. The pig came in contact with a child's face and the injuries ultimately led to the death of the three-month-old child. A very bleak start, isn't it? So what do they do? They do as they would to any human. They arrest the pig and throw the pig in jail. They then held a trial and eventually the pig was publicly executed. So basically the, the pig ended up being a hangover cure. Why is it a hangover cure? Bacon. It was obviously just used, wasn't it? Yeah, well, yeah I, would ima- I would imagine I that's mean, what they've done, yeah. Yeah, just like put it on trial or oh, sorry, we find you guilty. You will now be the hog roast at the funeral. Yeah, so it's literally like you have people on death row in the UK and the US right now and these pigs are lined up as hangover cure. That's like their threat. It's like, you could be in a butty by the end of the month. None in the UK. I'm uh, I'm struggling. I was trying to think of pig puns. I'm not running on all 12 cylinders today. I couldn't think of any pig puns for that thing. All I had a vision of was this little pig wearing tiny little handcuffs and that actual situation happening. And that's where my mind goes. This is the difference between us here. <laughs> also, here's, here's the important questions. Does a pig get legal representation? Is there a lawyer somewhere who's having to defend this pig while secretly going, oh, I'm proper peckish, though? What year was like, this? I mean, know? if I lose the case, it's not the end of the world. I'm a proper peckish. Do you know what year this was? Uh, it's the Middle Ages. That much. It's so that no. much. <laughs> exact year. The Middle Ages. Basically, it wasn't the beginning ages and it's not the end ages. It's the Middle Ages. Chuck a dart in about a thousand years worth of history. Again, it's just one of those things, isn't it? It's like, like, really? You know, like, why why do you need to arrest the pig? Like, just kill the pig. Yeah, I do enjoy the fact that they went, no, we're going to arrest it and throw it in jail first. Rather than just, we all saw it and we're going to eat it. It just went, no, you know what? throw it in jail you have to remember though back in the back when this was happening it would have been tiny villages worth of people like it's not like the whole city of paris is arresting a pig it, so it's, it's just some ceremonial i think just do, do you reckon just no one had been they hadn't arrested anyone for anything in a while and they went we might as well use it i mean we built yeah. it we might as well use it arrest the pig they'll just arrest the pig stick in there for seven days while we find if it's guilty or not guilty spoiler alert we need to make, we need dinner to make on sunday stand. hog roast we need to make a stand. I just don't think that pigs are mean animals either. I think it's quite... Ch- I mean, obviously, it's killed a girl. But I think it's quite ch- like quite cruel, I think, to do this to a pig. Pigs seem like to be quite nice animals, really. 
Yeah, it. Uh, I, I mean, pigs seem fairly harmless just because they like rolling around in their own. I, I feel like if you enjoy rolling around in your own, if that's what you care about in life, you probably are pretty harmless. Well, no, but here's the thing: they're also very clean animals. Like it's weird because they roll around in their own. But they're very, very tidy creatures. If you, if you do ever see a pig in a farm, they're very immaculate. Very, very. They put things in place. Right, my first fact of the podcast. Um, did you know Vincent Van Gogh? He only sold. I've heard of him. He only I've heard of him. Well, yeah. I mean, Connor didn't know who Mozart was the other day, so you kind of. Are have we going to with do Van Gogh things. or Van Gogh? I'm, I'm going with Van Gogh. I think in real life, I think you're actually meant to say like something like Van Gogh, but I can't be. Oh. I can't get that guttural. Um, Vince Van Gogh, he only sold one painting in his lifetime, they think. Only one. The Red Vineyard at Arles, Le Vin Rouge. Uh, that's the only thing that they think that he sold. That's a shame, isn't it? So, the, the Mona Lisa? Well, I mean, that wasn't I his. Mean, he, probably, oh. he, probably, he probably didn't sell it, to be honest, yeah. <laughs> Who, his. Whose is that? Come on, Connor, you know this. I don't know this. I'm not in. I don't know about art. Name another famous painter. Banksy? No, not Banksy. No, no, not Close. Banksy. Close. A, a bit earlier on. Wasn't just, a graffiti just stencil. On. Don't Google. Um, don't I'll, Google. I want to go. I want to go to Google. Well, no, because it will tell you. Ah, oh, Leonardo da Vinci. Yeah. Yes. So one of yes. like the three okay. painters that everyone knows. Yeah, uh, Vincent Van Gogh. He only sold one. Yeah, th- this painting. He, I think he only started painting or something when he was, um, yeah, 27 years old. Then he died when he was 37. So imagine that. You've, he's had a 10-year window, only sold one painting, and he's, like, probably the most famous artist in history. Yeah, but I think the whole world of um, painting and art is kind of a, a bit nonsense, really. I mean, I, I understand that there's, like, very iconic pieces of art, and I appreciate that, such as the Mona Lisa and things like that. I appreciate that. But... Anything is really art, and things can pass as art that are actually just like paint splurged up of a up, like up a canvas. If, if it's published and it's accepted, then all of a sudden it's like this incredible bit of art. Well, re- realistically, I could probably do that, you know. So we, I once went to the Tate Modern with a group of people because I'm cultured, and uh, as we walked around the Tate Modern, we had a very simple rule. We looked at something, went, "Could Mark do that?" If the answer was yes, then it could not classify as art. It's as simple as that. Could Mark do it? Yes, it is not art. Can I also ask a very important question that I've never understood? Why do people go to art galleries and take pictures of art? Well, so then you don't have to spend any money at the gift shop. Just, you might as well go and get a picture of it from Google. Yeah. Right? It's going to be better quality if you're not going to buy like a proper postcard of it. Just go, like, you have got a picture on your iPhone, which, by the way, you haven't framed it right, and there's probably someone's face in it. Just get someone else. If you want it that much, just go online and get a picture of it. But if you don't take a picture of a picture, do you do do videos at gigs? But I think that's different. No, it's not. But that's the thing, because if you were at that gig, there will exist a much better video of that band live on YouTube, just go and do that. It's the same thing. I don't do it because it really annoys me when you see loads of phone screens. But it's um, yeah, yeah, yeah. it's 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 the exact same principle. That it's I not about what it is. It's though. the fact that you were there. Yeah, but, but that prove, I can understand you know, more boasting. because every every gig is different, and there's the atmosphere, and there's the you know this is the gig that I went to, and blah blah blah. If you were at a live painting of it, then fine, I would I would allow you to video a live painting, but don't take a picture of a picture hung on a wall. How many? Which which makes me think. 
how many photos and videos that people take on their phone are ever looked at again? I reckon like 90% of photos and videos on phones are never seen. The only time they're ever seen is when you're trying to find the one that you actually want and you're scrolling through your camera oh, roll for hours. Yeah, because you've got th- like yeah. three and a half thousand photos on there. Like who needs these things? It is completely and utterly pointless. Like my 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 phone, because I just got that new one, I was very aware. Oh my God, did you get a new phone? Oh, every every, every show. Oh my God, did you? Oh. Every show. I was very aware for the first time in a long time how much media I have. And I have like 14,300 photos and videos on the phone overall. Don't get me wrong, this is since I've had my first iPhone. But it's like, I don't even care about, probably there's probably about 10 of them that I even care about or even use. How many photos mental. of those are from um, uh, Leonardo da Vinci? Absolutely none. And how many are of your A lot. Connor, give us your second fact of the show. Okay, so if you're like me, Dan, Mark, I know that Mark probably more so than Dan, but you're a lover of video games, right, Mark? Love some video games. I was gaming last night. Oh, I I dabble in the video games. It depends which one it is. But yeah, for the sake of your fact, I'm not going to bore you with a story about me playing video games. Yes, I enjoy them. Well, I'm quite a big lover of Fortnite, and Fortnite's quite a strategic game. It takes a lot of concentration, and, you know, all the times you're playing, your mum and dad go, get off the video game, get off the video, stay on the video games, because playing action video games actually trains people to make right decisions faster. How? Because players developed a heightened sense of their surroundings, and that helps them multitask. So, past video gameplay in excess of a three-hour week has proved that surgeons who regularly play video games make 37% fewer errors and perform their tasks 27% faster than their peers. Mark, do you do- think they also like role play the video game while they're there? They get into a surgery and they go, boys, we're going to drop in for Dansk. Don't get to the gulag. And the guy's just like, what the f*** are you on about? It's like, I'm in the zone now. I make 37% less mistakes when I'm in the zone. Yeah, I, I just I also... How much does this cross over? Like, are you only making these good decisions like when you are, yeah, as I say, like when you are in the gulag, when you are at Boneyard? Or does doing that, is it going to make you have better decisions, you know, when you're out at work on the on the building site or something? Well, this is like a, this is a site, again, scientists done the research and proved that surgeons that regularly play those video games make 37% fewer errors and perform their surgeons. tasks 27% surgeons. faster. Surgeons. Right. Surgeons. I'll be honest, yeah. How do I'm surgeons- going to start quizzing my surgeons if they play Call of Duty. Because... So there's obviously like a... Sorry, uh, you don't video game. I'd, I'd prefer a different surgeon, please. It obviously embeds in you, doesn't it? Like, you play it so much, therefore it does what it's what I said earlier. It heightens your sense of surroundings, blah, blah, blah. Helps the multitask, which then naturally, because they play it, obviously so much or whatever, then correlates into their work. And it's been proven that those that do have a uh, have fewer errors and, and perform tasks faster. How many mental. surgeons do you believe are coming back from a long day, you know, taking out someone's pituitary gland and then a, a, a diving down into the war zone? I think a lot of people so. sit there. Vi- vi- this is my point with video games. It's something that a lot of people avoid because, like, you never go on a date, right? 
realistically, you probably play video games four to five out of seven days of the week. You probably end up loading up your, your console, I would say. it go it get, Even if it's for one game or five games, you play, you play it a lot. You play it enough, right? But on a date, you never turn around to the girl that you're on a date with and go, yeah, I play a couple of games of FIFA daily. It's just it's not seen as a as a, a thing that's like cool, really. And, and the actually, thing is, as well, I everyone ca- plays it. I wouldn't call myself a gamer. Like if someone said, "Oh, are you a gamer?" I'd be like, "Oh, I'm not really a gamer." Like I probably do play about let's say three, four times a week. But but, it, I, but yeah. I wouldn't be like, "Oh yeah, I'm a gamer." It, the, the the thing why you don't I tell feel like people I'm a casual player. Yeah, and why you don't tell people is that it's fundamentally not interesting. Like, fine, you play this game. Why do I care about it? Why this? do you tell us anything? Most of the stuff you say is fundamentally uninteresting. Can you bring up more science facts to the show? Just because sometimes when you read these science words, it's honestly like a polar bear finding something that's Latin for the first time. It really is great. Brilliant. Mark, give us your second fact of the show. I'm going to start with a question. Have you ever just felt like your mouth is lonely? I'm going to resist any joke. No. Because the Japanese have. The Japanese word kuchisamisha is the act of eating when you're not hungry, but because your mouth is lonely. Board, What's board, it called? Board grazing, isn't it? Kuchisamisha. Like Pardon? Kuchisamisha. Kind of like just, yeah, like, that is Japanese, grazing, the act it? of eating when you're not hungry, but because your mouth is lonely. What not is it that you're Japanese? bored. That I could understand because I eat because I'm bored quite regularly. But because your mouth is lonely. Right, the time for my second fact of the show. Uh, did you know Whoopi Goldberg got her name from an actual Whoopi cushion? Tell, Tell me, me more. Instantly interested. Well, so Whoopi Goldberg's actual name is Car- Karen Johnson. Um, she, didn't, oh, she didn't want to no, be. No, don't let it be. She didn't want to be Karen called that. Karen Johnson. She didn't want to be called that. So when she was uh, when she was coming up with a name. Surprise. It- Karen Johnson may possibly, sorry, Dan, to stop you. Karen Johnson may possibly be the world's most boring name. Which is why you would change it, right? Absolutely. Right. My mum's called Karen. She might pronounce this Karen. But anyway, I'm going to go with Karen. Karen um, Johnson. C-A-R-Y-N Johnson. Um, Yeah, so she obviously had quite a boring name. Sorry, Whoopi Goldberg. Uh, So when she was coming up with a first name, when she was on stage, uh, people would say to her, I think she was quite farty on stage people would say you never uh, you never have time to go to the bathroom and close the door you're like a whoopee cushion because i think she was farting on stage she says she was quite gaseous um so that's where she got the name whoopee from i think we've spoke about this before well but the, we've, the, I've ne- the, we've never spoken that whoopee goldberg got her name from a whoopee no, cushion. no 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 not the fact is in the concept of names there's there's good names for good th- so like actors Leonardo DiCaprio brilliant acting name you know and then there's some names where it's like you wouldn't have you, you know if you was getting a BAFTA you wouldn't want that name to be said you know and the BAFTA for yeah, the Wolf of Wall Street goes to Mark Heads you'd want it to be yeah. a little bit more you know like like Marcus. I'll be headster. I'll be honest. No, I'm. Mark, I'm I very think, happy with my name. Thank you, Mark. I think you've got Connor one. Of, Mark, I think no, you've got I do one have of the, quite boring. Names. Yeah, I think you've got one of the most boring names I've ever heard. <laughs> it's up there with Karen Johnson. It is, isn't it? It's, it's no. It's no Whoopi Goldberg. <laughs> oh, I love it. Just straight out, Mark. Mark, look, listen. Listen. I'll be honest with you, mate. You got boring ass names. Listen to this. Is this thing on? Mate, your name is Robs, mate. It's absolutely pants. <laughs> Mark, you've got such an awful Mark, name. Mark, what's your middle name? 
Uh, Brian, Christopher. probably. Christopher. Mark Christopher Heads. That was the guy at the back of the class that always had his hand up for every single question. Or Dan, what's your middle name? a really cool uh, rapper from the 90s, MC Heads. Uh, what's mine? I like that. My name is, my middle name is William, which again, isn't that exciting? But Simpson's quite an exciting, Quint Simpson's hold, quite a fun hold, name. Did you just have to think about that? Was that actually a hold on? Uh, uh, I mean, there was a lot of thought that came across Dan's face. No, it was, it was just William. It's, I mean, it's so Dan, fine. what's yours? William, Dan William Simpson. That's quite, that's quite, you know, I, th- I think if you wrote a book... It's a great mm. author name. Also, Dan initials work. Have you ever thought they? about DWS works well together? Say, have you ever thought of going uh, with the name DW? DW. Hey, DW. I'd love to be at DW. Whereas MCH is a bit clunky. It's a bit. It doesn't roll off the tongue. What, what Connor Knight? Do you, Connor, do you have a middle name? Yeah, mine's Marcus. Connor Marcus Knight. K- is it? CMK. Yeah, and that is what you call a name of a geezer. <laughs> so you know... <laughs> No, you know that when Connor no. Marcus Knight's on the bill, it's going to be a good one. No, it's um, it's the name of a kid who a stroppy little two-year-old that won't get back in the pushchair, and his mum's yelling to him down Sainsbury's. Connor, Connor. I'm just envisioning right now, right? Baffled has taken over the world. You walk out on onto the stage at the O2, right? And tonight we have Connor Marcus Knight. Hello, hello, hello. Dan William Simpson. Daniel William Simpson. Hello, hello. Mark Christopher Heads. Hi. He's our solicitor. Trudges on with a little briefcase and a, and a recording kit. <laughs> right, there we go. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love All it. All right, if, if we ever go to the O2, I'll change my name for one night only. It will come out with like, it. Mark will be like, anyways, the name for the tour and it will be like the most <laughs> extravagant, ridiculous name you've ever heard in your entire life. Also, what I'm wondering Marcus is... Marcus Aurelius. That's what I'm going with. I'm going to go Gladiator. Ooh. I'm wondering if some people listening to this don't have a clue what we look like. Because you kind of forget this in the, in the, you know, we're with social media and videos and stuff. You can normally see us, but there might be quite a substantial group of listeners that don't know what we look like. Um, so maybe they think Mark looks really exciting. Maybe he looks like he's got a jazzy face. It's funny though, isn't it? Because it's like when we done the admin last week on the episode, and that um, girl got in touch with me, and she was or guy, and was saying, "You look very different to what I expected." And that's the thing with podcasts: you literally, unless you go on the Insta, you have no idea what these people look like. Absolutely no idea. So come over to the Instagram, and if you want anyone to influence, then I am more than happy to get involved. <laughs> I'd love if you've never seen us. Please, it, just send an email with what you think we look like. Yeah, and we'll send you a badge. Draw us we'll a get picture. You a badge. Draw us a picture. <laughs> When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary.
Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Remember very quickly before we crack on with the last facts of the show, um, Mark has a massive Mark Christopher heads, has a huge badge of uh, a huge bag of badges uh, on his desk. He wants to get rid of them. Took us ages to get them. He immediately wants to get rid of them. I don't get the logic either. Uh, If you want one, get in touch, send us an email, anything or do. It's info at baffledpod.com. And don't expect it this side of Christmas. No. Or in the new year. Well, we're meant to be in lockdown till Easter, Blame, so that's another excuse. Blame COVID. For, that's another Blame excuse COVID. for Mark, for MCH, just to drag it out a bit more. Um, right, Connor, what's your final fact of the show? Green eggs and ham. It started as a bet. Oh, I've heard about this. Yeah. Doctors so basically, Zeus. green eggs and ham started as a bet. Basically, the Dr. Zeus classic grew out of a bet with his editor that he could not create a book using fewer than 50 different words. So the editor, like Random Connor's House vocab. founder, Bennett, Bennett, Bennett Kurth. He basically Ooh, put $50 on the line. That's a fun bit name. Of name bit of a name. Fun name. Um, he put $50 on the line back in the day, which works out to about $382 today to put it into sort of concept, uh, into, um, what's the word? Yes, thank you. You've, you've, ext- yes. Inflation. Uh, and he lost. He lost. The guy lost the bet. He actually never paid up, but Green Eggs and Ham went on to be Dr. Zeus, um, Dr. Zeus's best-selling work. So I have a little issue with British people and Dr. Zeus. I don't really think like it was a thing for British kids at all. Yet some of us go on about it like, you know, it was our Mr. Men. I don't, I don't, I've never read a Dr. Zeus book in my life. I don't really care about him. I haven't even read Green Eggs and Ham. I read loads of Mr. Men. Why would you? You're on I've, the magic key. I think I've read Green Eggs and Ham. That's about it. But how mental is that, though? It started as a bet. Actually started as a bet that he, he, his editor said you cannot create a book using fewer than 50 different words and look what was made. Yeah, both I reckon you could do that. fewer than 20, Connor. <laughs> I reckon you could do a whole book with fewer than 20. I could create a book in five words and that would just honestly grip people. Right, okay. Go on then. Connor Knight is a geezer. And people will be like, oh my God, who's Connor Knight? Connor Knight is a geezer. Geezer is Connor Knight. Stay stay tuned for part two. And then it'd be like Connor Knight the geezer. And then you get your story. No, no, no. But you can't, you can't drag out your part one to part two because the story needs a beginning, a middle and an end. So, so you know, does it take me on a hero's journey? That story. Yeah, really? Right. Is there, so any, beginning, tre- is there beginning. any trepidation there? Beginning. Connor Knight. Right? So you're introduced to the character. Main character is there. There you go. You've started. Middle is a... Is a what? What are we talking about right now? What, what, what is it? He could, right? he could oh, be... If only I could get to the conclusion so I knew. It's gripping. He could no, 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 be a little gripping. kid. He it's could gripping. be a d- He could be anything. What is he going to yeah, be? Yeah, it's gripping. It's, it's gripping. People will start chatting. You know, like you could... What you could do if it was a TV show is Connor Knight opening. Is a... Cut to a break. We've got a break. <laughs> Sponsors come up. 
Then we come back. Afterwards. Is this on American TV? Wait, imagine, imagine so, there should have been back. two ad breaks in this time. And come Im- on. Yeah, and imagine, Please imagine are. what this, what what they're selling those ad for. You know, Rolex. Everyone wants to get involved. The new, the new Apple ad. Oh, it's going to be in that ad break, isn't it? They're all paying to be before Geezer. There we go. See, five. But you words, don't know it's going to be Geezer. That's the thing. Five words. It's got it all, hasn't it? it There's going to be people walking around with t-shirts that just say Connor Knight is dot dot dot, just because it would be the biggest cliffhanger ever, and everyone wants to get involved. I feel like I need to get my geezer on. That's what I'm doing right now. Connor has just put on some sunglasses that I can only describe as I really hope they came out of a McDonald's Happy Meal. Nope, these are my festival glasses. Oh, and this these is people. These away. These people. You've got festival glasses. I've got a friend of mine. I've, I've, got, I've got a friend of mine. And when we're at festivals, he has these, what they call diffraction glasses, and they split light in all different directions. It does look pretty insane. Um and he, and he, so he, just like wearing a kaleidoscope. On yeah, your face. yeah, pretty much. But it kind of distorts things as well. And he gives them out as a way to introduce himself to girls at festivals. But the problem is, like his possession of these glasses, he's tighter with them than you know the Louvies of the Mona Lisa. Like honestly, so he gives them out to someone, and I've seen them, you know, go miles away at Glastonbury, and he's forgot about the band. He's just got a hawk on the. He's got his hawk eyes on these glasses. Festival glasses, people. Connor are the worst. This is my festival hat. Look at him. Why have you got a McDonald's hat? <laughs> so, this was a fun story. No, it's, it not, was, no, it's it was... not a fun story. Connor is wearing the cap that you would wear, that a McDonald's worker would wear while serving fries. And I've never worked at McDonald's. Where'd you get it from? It was a bet. It was a dare, actually. It was a on the drive-through. Um, I bet you can't the hat when you collect cheeseburger. And here we have the hat. So you so nicked obviously it. I've done it. Damn right, I did, yeah. That is absolutely outrageous. That's we we started that fact off with a lovely bit about the invention of, you know, k- books that have kept kids busy around the world. You've we've ended it with a bet that has seen you take some poor hat from someone that's serving you a Big Mac. But if you saw me right in a festival looking like this, you know I'm I'm having a good like just sort of you know going for it. You'd be looking, you'd be thinking, you do not want to get near that kid, right? Yeah, I would not want to get near that kid. I would want to avoid you at all costs. I would potentially leave the festival if I saw you. I would think looking like that. Of a very quick five-word story, it would come to my mind. It would be Connor Knight is a <laughs> Mark MCH. Give us your last fact to the podcast. Australia is wider than the moon. So the moon is three thousand four hundred kilometers in diameter, while Australia, from east to west is near 4,000 kilometres, thus making Australia wider than the moon. There's almost no one there as well. Love it. It's true. But Nor is there on the moon. Big fan. Oh, did we ever get there? That's where Osama bin Laden's body is. Um, I'm big fan of Australian facts, I think. Should say, those facts are not the thought of the podcast baffled, but are the facts purely of Connor Knight. I'm a big fan of Australia. I've never, I've never been. I've never been. But I'll tell you for why, right? Tell me for some, why, Connor. There's something in the world right now called coronavirus, right? Don't know if you've and heard here of we it. Are, it's, it's pretty big. Here we are in the UK dicking about lockdown two with lockdown three trending on Twitter. Whereas I've got friends in Australia right now that are at festivals, they're at rugby matches, they're at beach parties, they're living their life. And here we are. <laughs> yeah. Again, I don't want to point out the obvious. Still rationing our eggs. I I tell you why. It's because about 10 million people live there on a place which is the size of the moon. It's really easy for them to spread out. I I understand that that's more so, but we should be further along than what we are. And I like Australia. I'm thinking of going there. 
It's a lovely part of the world. Beautiful part of the world. Mabel, but what about Texas? I thought you were wedded to Texas. No, they're not good on the old coronavirus. You think the UK's <laughs> bad? You want to see it out there. My God. 25, so there's 25 million people that live in Australia. And there is... And how many in the UK? 70 million? Yeah, just under, something like that, yeah. So in a much smaller space, there's much more people. As in, in London right now, there is a quarter of the amount of people that live in Australia. It's pretty incredible. That's why been quite hard to keep old coronavirus on the down low or is there they could just they could just run off into the bush easy just dive into the great barrier reef done uh love my australia and um, we must have done this before don't take a photo connor uh, australia we must have done this before they've got the biggest fence in the world as well did we do we know this we've done this one yeah 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 yeah. biggest fence because dingoes are horrible eat babies you'd know stuff. that if you filled out the google drive document which you still haven't done Oh, yeah. Do you know what? Yeah, do you know what? So, for Here anybody that isn't Here aware comes of this, Mr. Excuse. Here he comes. No, 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 no. no, 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 no. Mark, it's not an excuse. He physically can't do it. Ever since he was young, I just can't do the research. It's just something in my brain. I just it's couldn't my, do it. My school report when I was in year one said, <laughs> cannot use Google-owned oh. online documents. And ever Dan, since then, I've had a phobia of them. Can't, I just can't Dan, do it. Dan, you, are you filling it out? Are you doing it, Dan? I'm dipping in and out of doing it, yeah. Yeah, well, there we go. Do you know, you're just as bad as me. You're worse, actually. I'm no, not trying. You are worse, Connor. You have never done it. There is one what? week of yours in there. You know who filled that in? Me. No, I did it for you. Do you know what? No, you listen up, right? Your Google Doc is rubbish. I can't fit in my my fact in one line. It takes over the whole thing. It's not. Okay, it it's, it's not there for visual purposes. It's there for search purposes. I'll tell you what we I'm should do. I'm sorry that right? it's not designed well enough to go on your wall as a nice bit of art. <laughs> I'll I'm so sorry, Connor. God damn make... me for making it more efficient for fact searching and the whole purpose it's meant to have. How I reckon... could I? How dare I? I reckon make the Google doc live right for all the listeners no 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 that's patreon only no that, and they, they get a badge they get a badge no that no that's patreon only when we finally get a patreon if they fill out that's gonna be what, 200, do two, deal. 200 grand a month tier that's when they can have access to I'll that do google them a deal. i'll do them a deal if if they fill out my facts <laughs> no. Every week, I give him a badge. No, you get a badge. No. that's all we get. No, no, no one is doing absolutely not no oi connor isn't the work of creating a, a Google Drive that that could only be the job for someone called Mark Christopher Heads, is it? No one, no one well, else, no, no one else is doing that job. Look, there's Mate, a reason that I'm the one who's in control of the show admin here because you two are just useless. Because your name's MC. We'll well. yeah. Name aside, there's one organised person on this podcast. Hold on, hold on. Hello, hold on, hold on. thy hold name on. is Mark Christopher Heads. Please just let me sum up, right? What we're gonna do? We'll we'll, we'll get we'll get one of the. What we're going to do, we'll get one of the people that are going to edit this to clip this right now. This this thing here, okay, right now. If you look at this screen with us three on it, and you was to designate each person <laughs> as the person that, A, made the Google Doc, it would be Mark. B, sometimes fills it out, sometimes doesn't. Dan, never fucking does it. <laughs> this kid. The br- also, the problem is... Um- Mark, you remember the uh, uh, a few weeks ago we was talking about how I can pick a Colin out of a lineup because y- you kind of act that way. It's your parents' fault that you're so good at admin because they gave you the name Mark Christopher Heads, and that, that you've you've they put you on a one-way right, street. On they put can you on a one-way on street, and the destination at the end of that street is shouting at strangers in the street about a Google Doc. 
Right, last fact of the show. Did you know, so, oh, here's the thing. A quick question to start us off, because we've been doing that. How much space is on your laptop right now? Or on your phone? How much space? What memory? Yeah, what memories do you have? What gigs are we talking on your new iPhone, Con? So, I've got 128 gig on this one. Lift it up light, innit? It's light, yeah? And I've got 90 gig available, so I've filled 30. That's all right. Ooh, what's on there? Picture of the Mona Lisa. Now, lift up. It's nice and light, isn't it? Nice and light. Here it is. The first hard drive that could store just one gigabyte was made 40 years ago in 1980 by IBM. It was the same size as a fridge, and it weighed as much as the average adult, adult anaconda. 550 pounds. It cost 40 grand, and that was a gig. Wow. So that just shows you how far how far and progressed technology has come. That Ma- is incredible. Well, Mark will know this thing. Uh, MCH, what's that rule where things like tech doubles every year or something the, the rate of tech the, the growth of it is like doubling every year <laughs> okay why do we think that mark christopher heads has he just got oh, that name oh, that all... I, w- I would know that because your name is mark Henry. Yeah, I think this has been my best episode today. I'm loving this. I feel like for the first time. Of course, you're time loving it. You've got a McDonald's hat on. You're obliged to say that every 10 minutes. It's part of your contract of wearing the hat. There is something. I can't, I, can't, I can't find He's sick of is it. Is he done? Is he done? I He's sick of it. No, I'm there is going to be a notice. There is going to be a notice handed in at the end of this episode, and it's coming from Mark Christopher Hayes. No, we this episode is just going to end. The episode is just going to end with just a note from me going, I'd had enough. So we all just left. And you get no more podcast. This is the end right here. Done. It's, 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 no it's, lessons it's, this week. No end of the fact. Done. It's going to finish with like a, a redacted version of history where it just finishes with me going, Mark Christopher Heads is the most amazing name ever invented by... And that's what it is. Then it just cuts there. Thank you. I was going to fake that, but thank you for doing it for me anyway, Daniel. Thank you. Very useful. Um, there is something... I can't look it up. I can't, I can't find it. But there is like a law, a theory where basically... Tech technology that the speed of it and the size of it doubles every year or exponentially. There's something about that. If you're listening, look it up. That's what you've got Google for. You can use Google better I than can, Connor I, and me. Uh, the observation: the number of transistors on integrated circuits doubles approximately every two years. Yeah, I can't believe that. It gets faster and smaller. Or something if you like that. if you look at technology as well, it does seem to be that things are getting lighter and more powerful literally by the month aren't they like apple's just done a latest release tiny little laptop as powerful as the previous laptops i mean in the end it's going to be literally a feather but he's rocketed like a tesla yeah limitless like the film limitless right that's it for the podcast we will see you soon another thrilling installment of your favorite show baffled thank god what have we learned (laughs) we've learned that dan me hello dan is average admin We've learned that Connor is a geezer and we've learned that Mark Christopher Heads is the most boring name in the world. Thank you very much for listening to the show. Say goodbye, Connor. Irons. Why irons? Up the West End, <laughs> In a reference that everyone outside of East London knows, up the irons. Um, say goodbye, MCH. Oh, goodbye. I'm off to do some admin. Oh. Um, I'm off to go and return a McDonald's worker their poor greasy hat. I will see you next week. Bye. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. 
I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.